This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Although I said that the next year that we're going to (coughs) give on the, (coughs) I'm sorry, on the halachot and anagot of Abbasale is going to be in regards to uh, uh, to the seudot and hilulot that he did, but since Pesach is coming up, let's learn a little bit about hilchot Pesach and the preparations to hilchot Pesach. So I said the story over on Shabbat, and I'll repeat it again: that Baba Saleh was very careful that everyone should have enough money for Haga Pesach, not only. Uh, not only people who had money, people who didn't have money, he made sure to collect. And <clears throat> one year after the war, there wasn't enough material to make the jilabiot for the poor people that he would always give for Pesach and Sukkot, a jilabiyot. And there wasn't enough material and he was very distressed. So he looked up and thought about an idea and said, hey, I have an idea. What was it? That in those days, the way that they built the houses in Budnib was that they would put literally some bamboo and clay on top. It was very ugly on the inside, so they would put fabric inside the house as a roof. Never saw this. And, and that would be their roof. So he looked up and he said, let's take that fabric and we'll use it for a jilabiyah, for the poor people. So some people take their shirt off their back he took his roof off his house in order to prepare for poor people to have. So uh, that, was the, um, that was the amount that he went through to make sure that everyone had uh, what they needed for Pesach. Okay. In regards to Matzah, I gave a shiur once before, I think it's found on Torah anytime, about the great controversy that there was in the early 1900s in Morocco regarding a new machine matzah machine that came out at Khinat it was it was it was a um, it was something that you used you didn't actually grind it with a hand grinder the khitim it was it was uh, it worked with steam a machine grinder and there is a whole a whole sefer written kol tehina kol tehina kol tehina with a tet kol tehina with a taf it's a whole sefer written against these machine matzahs, showing what the problem is. And there's actually a kol kore, it's a sign, a, uh, a, a letter that was written against these matzot, that it's one of the only proclamations that we have uh, Baba Sali's brother, Atilet Roshedu, Rabbi David Abechsira, signed on it. Just to give you the idea of the Rabbanim who signed on it, you had the Rabbanim from Yerushalayim, you had... Uh, the Hasidim in Yerushalayim, the Prushim in Yerushalayim, the Rabbanim of Tzvat. Then you have the great Dayanim of Tetuan, Rav Shmuel Yisrael and Rav Yonan Nahon. You have the, the, the great Rav from Gibraltar, the Rahman, Rabbi Rafael Moshe Ben Naim, which was very involved in this story. Then you have Rav Mordechai Ben Jo from Tangiers. Then you have from Fez, Rabbi Rafael Ben Sur, Bishlomoy Ben Denan. You have from Sofror, Bishalom Azulai. You have from Saleh, Rabbi Rafael Ankawa. You have the Rabbanim from Meknes. You have Rabbi Kpil Birdgo from Rabat. 
You have Rabbi Ragi from Casablanca. You have Beddin Otzedek uh, from from Marrakesh. You have the Beddin from Mogador. And then, not typically, they have a whole. Listen how they write it. They have Chasida Kadisha Perisha Bara Uvan Bara Vion Magen David Abechsera Neched Amikubal Eloki Chokli Israel Kadosh Yomar Lo Kvod Kedusha Yaakov Abechsera. You see how they were machshivim. You know how much they were machshivim of David Abuchatzera. That they wrote all those titles that you saw that they didn't write those titles about anyone else, and then there was also the Rabbanim from from uh, from Syria that signed Chizkiyah Shabbati, and 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 a few more. Chaim Yosef Maman was the one who initiated this, so it's a pretty amazing letter not to use those machine matzahs. Of course, this has nothing to do with nowadays because nowadays the machines are different. In those days, there were specific issues that had to do with those times with the type of machine matzahs that they used. That was more of the issue nowadays. Nowadays, those uh, those machine matzahs are not used, but they were very against it because there were certain problems that they felt that the steam got in and it went fast and it and it caused more heat than that was necessary. So they get went back to the to the traditional. But there there were those who defended. Now there's another sefer who who defended it. I think it's called Kol Tzaakat Roim. <laughs> it was back in a big, big controversy. I once gave a shiur on it. Okay. Now you should, you should. I think you should look it up. If if you don't, let me know. Uh, send me a message on rabbilebar at gmail dot com, l e b h a r, and uh, and I'll try to send you the uh, the information. Hazakubaru. Thank you very much. Okay. Now, regarding the matzot, they would bake them at home. That's how they would they would bake them at home, and they would use and they would use the you know for ovens for pesach have to be properly uh, properly done. They have to have the real fire with them and, and they get really, really hot to a point that you make sure that there's no chametz left behind in the baking of these matzot. Um, and that's what Baba Sali made sure to do. They, they were a little bit more, uh, you know, the, because they didn't always have those fancy ovens, sometimes they would use ovens that are, uh, that are um, um, uh, the, you know, even home, home ovens, just to make sure that they're very hot and they're new and they're they're and then they're not like they they never baked chametz in them, and uh, and, and he would use that. There's a story the Baba, Baba Meir, even on Lela, uh, um, he 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 baked matzot belela seder himself with some type of uh, gas thing with a with a with a firmus. I don't exactly know what what he used, but it was something that was controversial. And they said, "How could you use that?" He spoke to his. Uh, he, he spoke to his brother-in-law. They spoke about it, and he was machshir these uh, uh, these matzot. But it seems to be that it wasn't the, it wasn't the, the, the highest quality of um, of, of tanurim of of of, um, of ovens. But still, since they wanted to make sure they baked the matzot on their own, they used that. It was better to rely on the other ones. I, I don't know if we could compare that to nowadays because nowadays we have very good machines. We have very good systems. And I don't, you know, I, I'm sure that there were certain times it says Baba Sali himself wouldn't eat from certain matzot until Motzeachag to be mitaken, whatever the, the nitzotzot or whatever else. Or for example, they would make egg matzah, but he wouldn't eat until afterwards. So it could be that, that that's what there was. But, uh, but nowadays the machines are much better. Either way, they bake the matzot on their own. No. No, there's no obligation to make your matzot. However, according to the Arizal, the sweat that a person... Uh, uh, produces while he's baking the matzot 
has a tremendous significance of 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 of. Uh, of here in Los Angeles, I don't think there's a place. I think our neighbor Rabbi Shochet over here bakes matzot, and uh, and you'd have to ask him if there's room to to, to get in. Uh, you know, bake matzot. So we used to bake matzot on erev Pesach, and we sing the Hallel, and that's how they. By the way, that's there's a special Hallel to sing uh, during during the during uh, the time of baking the matzot, and the, it, it's uh, it's a very special thing. I was the problem is is that I remember once in Montreal doing this, and I'm coming back home and finding. On the bottom of my shoes, some dough and things like that. It's a, you got to know what you're doing. Sometimes you, you're playing with fire, literally. It's it. You got to make sure that that all of the all of the uh, things are sanded by every run to make sure the tables are clean. That there's that you change the that you change the the plastic. You got to make sure there's not one crumb from the previous run that could stay. That's why. Also, in the ovens, it's got to go in right away. It's got to be a short amount of time. You got to make sure that it's flat, that there's no folds. There's a whole shulchan aruch about exactly uh, the, the different points of the matzot. I don't know if they. I don't know in in Los Angeles if we have a lot of places that are doing them. I'm sure there are some, but I don't know how many places. I know some people that they want to have matzot that were baked on erev pesach, so they have FedEx. Like ship a two-hour shipment. There's such a concept, like a two or three-hour shipment. Yeah, yeah. In other words, that it was done on Friday afternoon in Borough Park, and then they ship it over here in a few hours. Okay, um, I want it's about the chumrot that was done on Pesach, and this is an important subject that I wanted to speak on. Here, there's an important uh, here. There's an important point. A lot of people, they say, well, why can't I have, you know, our minhag is not to have um, rice, and, our, and a lot of people don't have hummus. So why won't we have hummus? We would say, because it sounds in Arabic like hummus. Now, we still don't touch hummus, at least I don't, even though I don't speak Arabic, and what should be the problem? But Pesach is a special and unique time where we keep the minagim of our forefathers, and even though maybe the reason doesn't apply, we stay away. We stay away from things. This is the story that happened with Chumus and Rav Yaakov Abu Chatserah. Somebody asked him, could he make hamin on Shabbat for of Pesach? Could he make, could he make dafina? So he answered him, yes, of course you're allowed. So this guy this person was an innocent person. He says, okay. He says, I can make the dafina. Tells his wife, use the dafina. You could put in over there uh, the, the, the hummus and you could put in the wheat also. What's the problem? It's, it's uh, dafina. So he makes his dafina. It has wheat in it. On Pesach. And his neighbor comes by and he says, hey, Charlie, what are you eating? He says, I'm eating dafina. Okay. He says, well, there's wheat in here. Are you crazy? He says, no. I answered, Yaakov Abu Chatser. He said it was allowed. So the, the, they went to Rabbi Yaakov Abu Chatzera. He told him, I allowed you chitim? I allowed you wheat? Uh, you asked me if you're allowed to make something hot on, 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 on Pesach. I allowed it. I never told you wheat. When Rabbi Yaakov saw this, he forgot, he, he, he forbade all the hummus. He says, he says you see that, there's, that people mix up and they don't know the difference. And that's why, you know, there's, let me tell you, there was a story that there's one Rav that, that, that um, this is, that said that you're allowed to use bottles of beer that you wash out 
They're allowed to use them because they're glass for Pesach. And according to Ikar Alacha, it would be allowed. But you have to be careful when you say these things in public, how you say them, to who do you say them? So this story, a guy heard this, he says, oh, the rabbi said I could have beer on Pesach. And he drank beer on Pesach. And, and the, the same thing, you, you know, the, there's leftovers in the beer bottles, there's, there's in, in the caps, the, the, there's sometimes there's, there's, um, there, there's crumbs. So Baba Sali was particularly careful never to make sure, like when he told people, he was around for many, many, many years, he, he, only the end of his life, you see, he was sitting in a corner giving birachot and, and trying to hide from the public. But the rest of his life, he was active as a community rav, and he was very careful. And, and, and that's what Rabbanim have to know nowadays, that there are products on the market that you could tell the ingredients. Maybe it doesn't have chametz, or maybe it doesn't, without knowing with lists what's going on, especially with the complicated technological world, you have to be careful. I keep on giving the example of mayonnaise. Some people want to say, well, mayonnaise for Sfaradim doesn't have anything in it besides, uh, 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 besides vinegar, and the vinegar is made from corn vinegar. So there's no problem. They call the company, it's corn vinegar, not a problem. It's only Ashkenazim have to be machmir, but us, no problem. Buy Hellman's mayonnaise. Turns out that the people who work in the OU said, yes, it's very, it's very true that they only use corn vinegar. But how is that corn vinegar distilled? It's distilled with water that is soaked in, uh, in wheat that is very rich water. That that's the water that they use for the corn vinegar. But they don't have to write that on the Hechsheri many ways. So basically, you're eating Chametz on Pesach. That's, that's an example. And, 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 and there's always ways that you could find, maybe it's Batel or not Batel. Definitely not the approach that our grandmothers did in Morocco or in anywhere else in the world. Pesach, you're careful, you stay away. And it's part of the Yerat Shamaim, it's part of the education that we give our children. That we, we, we are, we are careful as much as we can because chametz is asur even bimashihu and it's we try to stay away. An example is rice. Now, it's interesting because rice, rice that Amma already writes that Ashkenazim don't touch rice. In Morocco, they also didn't touch rice. Not for the same reason, but because of the reason that it was sometimes mixed in with other things. So here I have a teshuva written from Rabbi Yaakov Abu Chatzera on eating rice on Pesach. And he says, says, somebody told me that you allowed Orez in Pesach. He's writing to somebody called Rav Yitzchak. He says, The minhagari is not to eat it. Because of Altitosh Torat Imecha, the minhag is not to touch rice like the Rama writes, I think he means Tafnun Gimel, Sif Aleph, And the Eshel Avram also writes about this. I looked at Eshel Avram, both the Prima Gadim and the Bucha Shirav, I couldn't find it. What he, mean, what he means by it, he says, Look at what everybody is Noheg already. So he didn't start saying, well, you know, if you check the rice three times and you make sure that it's okay, then it would be, he says, categorically, Armin Hag, we don't touch rice, and that's it. So that, that, was the, that was the approach, the same thing too with sugar. There were some that didn't have sugar on Pesach. Some didn't have sugar on Pesach. So somebody brought from, uh, from the cities of the north, they brought, they brought a special hechsher of sugar, because they knew that sugar, the only reason why they didn't eat it, because it was mixed in with, uh, 
mixed in with, with, with other stuff, with wheat, it was next to the wheat, and it would be mixed in, so they brought a special extra. Still, Babasali didn't want to let, it to the pe- let people use it because he was afraid that it's going to, um, that, 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 that he's going to allow this, then they're going to allow other type of sugar, and it's never going to stop. This was the... This was the approach. This was the approach. Nowadays, sugar is a little bit uh, already. There's only a few people that didn't have sugar. Most people had sugar. And nowadays, already, it's it's something that's been accepted that it's uh, that it's okay. Um, but but the same thing with uh, you know he didn't used to have tea tea and coffee on Pesach because he knew that it was also there was all types of things. There was also tolaim. There was also you know in the na'na there would be bugs. So you would be careful because of that. Each thing. Each family has their minhagim, what they're uh, uh, what they're careful in, and a person has to ask his rav what things he could allow and what things uh, he cannot allow, and not just to be matir just like that. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.